be able to teach your children. And some of the most important things that we can do now is to give our children affirmations, what we call affirmations. You all know what that is? It's what we call affirmations. And last week when I talked, I said, do not be dismayed for I am your God. God said that. I'm going to be your strength. God says that I'm going to be your strength. I'm going to lend you my own abilities, which is a powerful thing. God says, I'm gonna lend you all my own abilities. When weakness comes, remember, I am your strength of your life. And it doesn't matter. I hope that every parent, uh, uh, grandparent, parent, and uncle, and uh, aunt, uh, people who have taken care of children, we need to start doing, giving our children affirmations to help them to go through their life. Sometimes we forget how important it is for our children to be spiritual. If we're going to be Christians and we're Christian adults, then it's our responsibility to treat our children and give our children the food. Now listen, we are born again. We say we are born again Christians. When we are born again, then, then the old diet should not satisfy a new appetite. Are, we, are you with me? That old diet should not satisfy uh, uh, that uh, uh, a new appetite. And so we want to deal with some scriptures and I'm talking about the word of God and that you can use with your children. These are very simple that everybody can get together on around the uh, dinner table or just sitting around and can talk about the power of the word of God. You're, I'm telling you parents, your responsibility is to teach your children the power of the word of God. Now you can't teach them unless you've been taught. The Bible says my people perish for the lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. And so listen to me, a lot of children are perishing for the lack of knowledge because the parents refuse to get the knowledge to give their children. And that, that makes sense? Mm -hmm. it's, just like, uh, uh, it's just like food, regular food. You, you know, if you are a good parent and there's not much there, you feed your children first. You feed your children first. And so here, so I'm challenging the Christ Temple North uh, members and, and friends that we're going to, that you sit down with your children and your grandchildren, your nieces and your nephews and begin to teach them some spiritual things that will help them find their way. In the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah is one of my favorite prophets, excuse me, uh, when he discovered, uh, when he discovered God's word, and this is what he says. I ate them up, and they were my great joy and my heart's delight. Jeremiah said that when he got God's word, he ate God's word, and they were, they were just great joy and, and his heart's delight. He ate them, meaning, you see, we need spiritual food as much as we need physical food. And he's using that as a parable that God's word should be ate just like the physical. We need to eat and chew and digest the spiritual food. And he said when he'd done that, it was a great joy to him and it was uh, his heart's delight. That's a very powerful, powerful scripture. We need to chew on the word of God. We need to digest the word of God. And some people, I'm telling you, once you chew on the word of God you, and you chew on it and you digest the word of God, it will give you great joy and it will be a delight to your heart. Amen. Amen. Do you understand that? Yes. And then, and, and so these are the things to help us to get started. And it doesn't have to be a, a whole lot. Your children are smarter than you think. You can sit down with them, tell them the important, start with food, tell them the important of broccoli and, and yeah. greens and all that other stuff in the physical and then switch it over to the spiritual. If, if, if this is going to make you strong and you got some little bitty kids, show them Popeye. 
<laughs> Popeye, they did spinach and his muscles would pop up. Well, tell, let them know that they're going to need in life spiritual muscle. It doesn't, I'm telling you at a very young age, they need spiritual muscle because there's going to be a, a, a bullying and all of this kind of stuff that goes on for young children. They need to know that there's an inner strength that will help them to get through these situations and circumstances that they go through in life. That's right. In Ezekiel, Ezekiel talks about it. Remember, I'm giving you affirmations. So I'm going to give you a lot of scriptures uh, pretty soon, but you can just write them down and go over them with your children and your family. All right, here we go. Yes, Ezekiel 3 and 3 from the voice. Son of man, swallow this scroll I am giving you. And he's saying, and, and today we'd say, swallow this, the, the word of God that I am giving you. Mm -hmm. Swallow the word of God that I am giving you. Here we go. And let it fill your stomach and let it fill your your inner your inner being your stomach is your inner parts the mm -hmm. stomach is the inner part of us let this fill your inner being we're talking right. spiritual get up we're, we're talking spiritual all right then he said so i ate it and these words of god tasted as sweet as honey and, in my mouth and he said he ate it and the word of god tasted as sweet as honey mm -hmm. in his mouth and we all know there's uh, when we talk about the word of honey you know, honey, I'm not talking about your honey. I'm talking about honey. That, that yes, because I want you to get it wrong. Honey is a very important thing. It's a healing. It's, it's a healing. It's, it, I mean, it's good for the healing of your body. Keep going, please, with, with honey. Yes, and it can also prevent <laughs> cancer and heart disease. So, so honey can do a lot of things in, in, uh, uh, in the physical. It can, it can right. prevent cancer and heart disease. It produces a lot of different things reproduces a lot of different things in your body to help uh, uh, strengthen your immune system, all right? That's right. That includes reducing ulcers, ease digestive problems, regulate blood sugars, soothe coughs and sore throats, and increase athletic performance. So, so, so why did he use the word honey? Because he knew that people would understand honey on the physical, now he's gonna take us honey on the spiritual. So the honey on the physical can heal us of many, many different diseases and strengthen us and, and strengthen our immune system. So that's in the physical. So when he uses it as a spiritual, he's saying God's word is the same thing as the physical, but the only difference is the honey that we're talking about here does the physical, but what we're getting ready to do in these affirmation, it does the spiritual. Right. It can heal us from a lot of spirit. It, it, can, it can strengthen our spiritual immune system. Right. It, it can strengthen our character, huh? It can strengthen all of these different uh, uh, emotional things that we have that help us to get through, that's okay? Right. So that's what it is. And he said that it, it tasted as sweet as honey in his mouth. And so the, the word of God, and uh, when you read the word of God or you hear the word of God and you hear messages, it ought to be just as sweet to you as honey is to the physical body. It ought to be as sweet to you in, in the spiritual. Are y'all with what I'm saying? Because sometimes, sometimes when, and, and I'm give you some affirmations here that when, when I need some honey, when I need some spiritual honey and I go to the word of God and, and when I get in my physical, the, I got some never again will I confess. I got some never again will I confess I can't. The, I got some never again when I confess I can't. Once you start getting into the word of God and all of you, you ought to sit with your children, with yourself, there ought to be some never again well, I confess, I can't. Never again, never again mm -hmm. I, will I confess, I can't. That's right. Never again will I confess, I can't. And, and the reason that, I go to the word of God and, and, and get some of that spiritual honey. And that is, 
from Philippians 4 and 13, King James Version, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. So never again will I confess I can't. There's no way in the world I can confess that I can't anymore because the word of God, as sweet as it is, it tells me, no, no, Johnny, uh, you can do all things through Christ which strengthens you. So I can't confess. That's my I can't. So when you talk to your, now I used to tell my kids when they grew up, I don't hear that I can't stuff. Well, you, you talk to your children and you sit down with your children, your family gets together and they talk about some things uh, and they're Christian kids, your Christian family, you should say never again will we confess I can't in this household because we know that the word of God says that we can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. That's, that's, that's about as sweet as it gets. That's about as sweet as it gets. All right? And I'm going to go through some of these things, and, and I'll have Heather to read some of them. Uh, never again will I confess lack four. Never again will I confess the lack four. Never again will I confess the lack four. Now, the, what does the word say about that? How can I say, you say, Pastor, how can I say never again can I confess uh, uh, the lack four. Well, Philippians 4 and 19, and, and I'll do this myself, but my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory by Jesus Christ. So never again will I confess the lacks. I can't do that. Never again will I confess the lacks of because the word of God the sweet word of God tells me that God said that he will supply me of my every needs. Oh, you're with me in Jesus Christ. And so that, I mean, it doesn't get any sweeter than that. It doesn't get any sweeter than that. Sometimes you think you need something. Satan's talking to you. Remember, he comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. But Jesus says, but I come to give you life and life more abundantly. And in saying that, from now on, none of us in this church can ever say again, don't quit that. Quit that. I'm not going to do that. There are some things you need to tell still yourself and your children. Never again will you confess the lack for anything. Because right. he said, I'll supply you of every needs. That's right. He didn't say once, but he says, I'll supply you of every needs. And so sometimes we get confused with what I want. He didn't say that. He says, I'll, comply, I'll give you your every needs. And when you have your every needs, then that ought to satisfy you. Right. All right. So we're talking about here never again. So we want every one of you sit down with your children, sit down with yourself. These are never agains. The, the, and you say, pastor's got these never agains. And there's some more scriptures in there. You can look them up and find them for yourself. But we ought to be a prepared people in a prepared place. And we can do that if we prepare our children through the word of God. Right. All right. Never again will I confess fear. You see, you guys have got some children going to school and they're hearing all this stuff on the radios and TVs and parents talking and about the virus and, and the, uh, all this stuff's going on. And these kids, this, this, it's got to be confusing to some of these kids. It's got to be totally confusing to some of these. Am I going to, you can't tell me that uh, nine, 10 year olds and on up, that those kids, even down below, that some of those kids are, are not afraid. They got to be afraid because uh, um, some, one of these kids might even say to their parents, am I going to die? Am I going to get sick? Am I going to be all right? You're Christians. You need to tell them and talk to them about fear. Is that the one I got? Mm -hmm. never, will, never again will I confess fear. Right. You got to teach your children. Then there's many other things that they go through in life that they need to understand that we in our household will never confess fear. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. God hasn't given us the spirit of fear. If you believe the word of God and you believe the gospel, I'm challenging. What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? 
You need to ask yourself, as adults, you ought to ask yourself, what are you afraid of? It's, it's, it's uh, uh, a lot of people died premature, as I was talking to you all earlier, and they won't, there's a lot of people who love each other, and there's a lot of people who want to stay together, and they want to get the 30s and 40s and 50s, but a lot of men are fearful of going to the doctor. And because they're fearful of going to the doctor and they're not getting their physicals, a lot of people have premature deaths. Amen. All right? right? So we can't have that. We cannot have that. We cannot have that at all. I forgot right. where I was at. Oh, okay. But he didn't give us the spirit of fear. So if you have the spirit of fear, you have to teach your children. Never again will I confess the spirit of fear because we are Christians in this household and we go by the scripture. And the scripture says to us, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. So we have to teach our children that, teach ourselves that. The question is, the question is, why are you walking in fear and calling yourself a Christian? You need to ask yourself that. Fear of losing this, fear of loss, fear of this. You see, some people can't live a life of abundance because they're afraid to die. They're so much afraid to die, they can't live. But not us, right? Because we know that if that spirit of fear comes in, we know that's coming from a demonic force. That's coming from some other place. That's not coming from God because God did not give us the spirit of fear. He's given us the spirit of power and love and a sound mind. Does that make sense what I'm saying here? Yes. And so these are the things that, that I call them affirmations. These are the things that you're sitting down with as a household talking about. We're not going to confess some of these things. Pastor done told us that we need to get rid of the eye canes. The Bible, the pastor's telling you what the Bible says, and I'm just using these as parables, uh, 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 the I can't, you see, right. because remember, be not dismayed, for I am your God. I am going to be your strength. I'm going to lend you my abilities, my own abilities. When you become weak, okay, remember, God is your strength. God is that strength. It's kind of like, you all know I talk about track all the time. Most people don't understand that no matter who you are, there's a thing called the second wind. If you keep running and you're just gonna feel like you can't breathe, you can't make it, and if you just keep moving, I tell the kids, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. If they keep moving, they get what we call the second wind. Are you with what I'm saying? Well, when life comes to you, gets to the point where you think, where you think that you just don't have anything less and you start getting fearful that, that you're gonna fall apart, then you have to read that scripture and that scripture says, whoa, God did not put the spirit of fear in you, but he's given you power, love, and a sound mind. And so when you have a sound mind, that means that you're not gonna fall apart. That's right. You see, a person, no matter what chaos and confusion is going on around you, you're gonna have a sound mind. You're gonna right. be able to handle that situation in that circumstance. And this is what we are as Christians. You see, there's always going to be something you have to go through. There's always going to be trials and tribulations. That's what life is. Some of that stuff is just like life. But we are able to function in the midst of a storm because God has given us the power and he has given us a sound mind. And so when you have a sound mind, a lot of people make mistakes because they, they, they're under the influence of fear. And when you're under the influence of fear, fear, excuse me, you become desperate. And desperate people do desperate things. But not us because we don't allow the spirit of fear to get in because we have, God has given us power, love, and a sound mind. So we can make decisions no matter what situation our situation is in. That's right. Amen. Because we go by the scripture. At 2 Timothy uh, uh, 1 and 7, 
2 Timothy 1, and these I'm using, I think most of these is from the King James Version. Yes. Sit down with your children, talk with your children, go over these things, mm -hmm. talk to yourself, allow the Holy Spirit to talk to you and minister to you through these, I call them affirmations, but the right. scriptures, I use them as an affirmation. That's right. All right. Next one is never again will I confess weakness. Now, never again will I confess weakness. Mm -hmm. And it says never again will I confess weakness. Before we were born again, before we were a new creature in Christ, we lived in weakness. That's there right. is a lot of weakness around us. You understand what I'm saying? But now remember, these are never again, but never again will I confess weakness. Never again will I confess weakness. That's right. Because the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom should I be afraid? So I will never again, because Psalms 27 and 1 tells me, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? I can't, hey, no weakness in me. Huh? The Lord is the strength of my life. If the Lord is the strength of my life, there's where my strength comes from. If, if, if the Lord is the strength of your life, you can't have no weakness in you. The only time you have weakness is when you're the strength of your life. But the word of God said, the Lord is the strength of my life. And you know early, when I read that affirmation up there early, you know, uh, when we are weak, we got to remember, God says, I am strong. He says, I'm the strength of your life. If God is the strength of your life and you've allowed him to be the strength of your life, children of all ages can understand this, then you, you, there's nothing, whom should I be afraid? The Lord, is, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom should I be afraid? This is what it is. This is what it's all about. I'm going to school. Your little one's going to school. They may be a little nervous. They may be crying. You sit down. You open up your Bible. You turn to what I call these scriptures that we use for affirmations. And you open up, because I know you've been teaching your children about the power of God. And you open that up. And that's going to empower that child because you're going to minister to their spirit. The Bible ministers to your spirit. And, and the spiritually strong people are the strongest people in the world. Listen to, we don't care about what the chaos and the confusion is going on. And we know there's a lot of chaos and confusion going on, but we, we know that the Democrats, the Republicans are not the strength of our life. God is the strength of our life. We, we, we're not concerned, most people are too concerned about what all that confusion and chaos, you're reading, we need to read our Bible as much as we're looking at all that foolishness that's going on up there, right? Because then we understand it doesn't matter what, what people do up there, God is going to get me through whatever that situation is going to get through. That's right. We've been here. We've been in wars and all this stuff. We look at your history books and look at where we're at now. All right, Christians, the Lord is the strength of your life. Whom should you be afraid? Tell that little child that. No, you can go in. You're going to be all right. Lay hands on your children. Pray for your children. Pray for your nieces and your nephews. Pray for your grandchildren. And, and use scripture, pray scripture, and let that child know that God is the strength of your life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. God is the strength of your life. That's right. Whom should you be afraid? That's All right. right? And also in Daniel 11, verse 32, and such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. Mm -hmm. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. The people who knew God will be what? Strong. strong. We're supposed to be, listen to me, we're supposed to be a strong, strong group of people. Now this is, this is something that, this, a little prejudice is what I'm getting ready to say here. So don't be doing Facebook, I'm not on Facebook, because it's gonna sound a little prejudiced. 
God's people are supposed to be stronger than other folks. That's right. Amen. Yes. That ain't me saying that. God, we're supposed to be in a different class. Come on here. We're supposed yes. to be in a different class. Amen. See, so we, we're supposed to be a different type of people. We're supposed to respond different. Yes. Yeah, yes. we're supposed to react different yes. because we are a different people. Yes. You, see, you see, some people say, well, no, nobody's, everybody's like, no, 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 no. We ain't like everybody else. We're stronger than everybody else because God is our strength. Yes. We, we draw strength from God. That's why we live a different type of lifestyle than other people live. Is that other people live in fear? We don't live in fear. Right. Other people live in want. We don't live in want right. because God is our strength. Yeah. You see, God is our wisdom. God is our knowledge. God is our understanding. Yeah. We used to lean to our own understanding, but once we started feeding off the word of God, the word of God said, lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he would direct your path. Right. So yeah. we are different people. We yes. can't possibly be lost. Right. You can't be lost because in all thy ways acknowledge him and he would direct your path. So we're going in a different direction. That's spiritually, that's mentally, that's emotionally, that's financially. In every aspect of our life, we're going under the influence of the Holy Spirit. So that, 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 that makes us a whole different type of people. Okay? That makes us respond to things different. That makes us react to things different. That's right. Are you with me? I have no clue what happened. Never again, I confess worry and frustration. Never again, I love. Never again will I confess worry or frustration. Mm -hmm. A lot of people get frustrated and quit. Mm -hmm. They get frustrated and quit. You right. see, never again will I confess worry or, or, and frustration. First mm -hmm. Peter five and seven. Mm -hmm. Cast all your cares upon Him, and He because He cares for you. That's right. That's God's problem. I'm not going to get frustrated. I'm not going to be worried about things. Let me tell you something. If you have a good father and a good mother come through a, a good family, you're not worried about things and you don't get frustrated about things because you know mom and daddy are going to take care of you. Isn't that true? Amen. All right, so wait a minute here with me. So if you really believe that, then you can never again Confess warrior frustration because you know your heavenly father is going to take care of it. Because, because he says, carry it. He says, bring all that stuff and put it up on me for our care for you. So the load that you can't carry, he said, bring it to me. He says, bring all that to me and I'll carry it for you. So I, I never will again get frustrated. And many people, listen to me, many people has, has, has not reached their full potential because they quit. They quit because they got, they got frustrated. That's the word I want to use. They got frustrated and they quit. I remember, and Isaac and them were talking about uh, Sister Gwen and I, but I remember when uh, your kids, Gwen worked at Ford's, all the kids got new cars. And I remember when we picked out a car for Isaac and it was a stick shift. And he was getting frustrated. And you know, his mama said, well, maybe we need to take it back. I said, no, we ain't. Let him put it in the garage. And he got really frustrated for a minute. Three days. Yeah, yeah, he was frustrated for three days. That pretty car sat in that garage asked me if he didn't learn how to what? Drive a stick, you see, you see? But his, his, he, he, sometimes we just need a little while. God will test you. And he said, don't get frustrated because when you're frustrated, you're in your own understanding. But when you got, when you, when you in me, you can do a whole lot of things. So frustrating, that's an emotional thing. 
We spiritual people, so we don't have emotional problems because spiritual people don't have the same emotional problems that other people have, and they don't get frustrated like other people have. We don't do all the worrying because we go to the scriptures, cast all our cares upon him, for he cares for you. And sometimes, some of you might have some situations you are going through right now. It could be finance, it could be a child, something. You, need, you know what you need to do? Call God on his word, say, God, this child is by this, I'm getting worried and frustrated with this child. I heard the preacher say, never again to get worried and frustration. I'm giving him to you. I'm giving her to you. And then get out of it. This situation and this problem, this, I've been getting frustrated, but I forgot, Father, I'm, I'm repent. I'm sorry that I'm, I'm, I allowed this thing to frustrate me. The only reason it frustrated me is because I didn't give it to you. So this, this is yours. This is yours. I'm giving it to you. I'm casting all my troubles. I'm casting, I'm, I'm casting all that upon you because I can't handle it. That's right. Because it frustrates me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right? I, I know that Sister Gwen, because I know who I was and what kind of person I was, she definitely had that throw God to God. This brother, I'm going to say brother, <laughs> this brother, <laughs> this brother, I'm giving this brother to you because he's totally out of control. And look where I'm standing. All right, don't say that so loud. <laughs> All right, here, we, here we go to the next thing. Never again can I confess loneliness. I hate that when people talk about, I just don't want to be alone, I'm just lonely. What world are you living in? One of the things that we get caught up in when we say we're lonely, the Bible says that if you're friendly, you'll have friends. If you're not friendly, you won't. I cannot possibly, how can I possibly be alone and I belong in the body of Christ, Brother Isaac. I'm in the body of Christ. Right. I can't, because I have a biological family, but I'm in the body of Christ. And, and I got God. So, right. uh, and he said he would supply me my every need. So I can't be lonely. Here we go. Yes, Matthew 28 <clears throat> and verse 20. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. So God is saying, when you say that you are lonely, then you are not understanding what he said. Mm -hmm. He said, I will be with you to the end of the world. Now listen to, I'm gonna go up to, up to another scripture. Now, God is with me to the end of the world. Anyway, God is with me, God is with me. And then he said earlier that I'll supply you every needs. Yeah. So if God's with me, and he says he's gonna supply me my every needs, then he's not gonna allow me to be alone. That's right. Now, a lot of people think it's a spouse. It can be a friend. He's going, it can be a friend because some people don't need a spouse. They need a friend. You see what I'm saying is? But God is not going to allow me to, not only is he going to be with me spiritually, he's never, he's going to give me my every needs. He's going to put people around me. Now, it bothers me when Christian people tell me that they are lonely and they live in the body of Christ. Do you mean to tell me that you're in the body of Christ, the body of Christ, it's not Christ temple nor the body of Christ, and God does not know your needs, so God has not put a person in your life to befriend you. That doesn't make sense to me. Right. That doesn't make sense to me. All right? So, so read that again, please. <clears throat> the last part. Yes, and know I am with you always even unto the end of the world. So God is with me always. You see, and, and many of us, and sometimes it's not gonna be people, they can't get around you, they wanna be there. Many of you that I'm talking to, you've had serious 
a, a surgery, if you've had surgery, then you go into surgery, you go by yourself. Now everybody else is out in the waiting room, but you by yourself physically, but you're not by yourself spiritually because God says, I'm going in there with you. That's right. That's All right. right. Never again will I confess discontent. And, 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 the, and it says, never again will I, will I confess discontent. Mm -hmm. You know, people ask me, how are you and Gwen doing? How's the family? I said, everybody doing great. You know, how can we, we doing all right. You see, you're going to, life's good. Life's, life's good. You see what I'm saying? All right. I, I don't need to be out in, in, uh, with a bunch of folks. Right. Life's good. I've learned to, to, to live and be content in what's going on. All right, here we go. And in Philippians 4, verse 11, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. And Brother Trevor, I think God is really helping us. Now, he didn't do no virus. People said, God is really helping us right now because he's learned, he's, he's teaching us. He's right. teaching us right now, uh, and he's teaching us to learn about whatever state we're in, to be content. He's teaching us to learn. You can't go here, you can't go there, you can't do this, you can't do that. But he's teaching us now, saying, y'all need to be content. You need to be content with a TV in every room and, and uh, bathrooms in every room and plenty of food and, and friends and uh, y'all can text, y'all do this texting and all mm -hmm. cell phones and all of this. I was talking to a brother, uh, I talked to brother Dave and uh, he's here this morning from Thailand and, and we're talking about some of the poor countries. They would look at us like we lost our minds. Yeah. They, would, they, they said, this is what their biggest problem is? They live in these homes and these houses and all this food and water and all of this stuff they have and they don't want to be, no, God. So God sometimes is a good time for him to teach us Americans to learn to be content yeah. with what we have. Because sometimes we take God for granted, we take each other for granted, so it's time to be content in what we do have. Yeah. I, have I have been more content in what I do have now because I didn't know how blessed I was living in the home that I'm living in, living in the house that I'm living in, living in, and some people, believe me, excuse me, some people are calling me and all of this stuff, getting more physically fit than we've ever been in because we're doing a whole lot of walking and working out now instead of going someplace else. Do you understand? Yeah. I'm mm -hmm. content. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. All right. And the Bible says once you learn that, you can make it through a virus. Some folks need to stay home with their families. Mm -hmm. All right? Never again will I confess insecurity. Never again will I confess insecurity, okay? That's sad. When you get insecure, let me tell you something. People can see that. And when they, they pick on insecure folks. But never again will I confess insecurity. This is our never again confesses. All right, here we go. Proverbs 3, verse 24 and 26. When thou lie down, thou shalt not be afraid. And some folks, some folks are so worried, worried about things, they can't, they can't get a good night's sleep. <laughs> well. Yeah, they be jumping in their sleep, can't sleep good. <laughs> but those that have God in their life, they go to bed and they get a good night's sleep. That's right. Uh-huh. Thou shalt lie down and thy sleep shall be sweet. See, when they go to bed, they lie down, they sleep is sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's right. 
They, 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 they lay down, they ain't worried about nothing. God will take care of tomorrow. I'm gonna get me, I'm gonna have me a sweet sleep tonight. That's right. You see? That's right. For the Lord shall be thy confidence. Now here's what we need to learn. Remember that? Never give what I confess insecurity because the Lord shall be my confidence. I have right. confidence in the Lord and all these things that I've given you all and your children, your grandchildren, your nieces and your nephews and your uncle, all you people need to understand that. No insecurity in our household because the Lord has given us confidence and right. he shall keep thy foot from being taken. And I'm going to put on there shaken. That's right. All right. You see? Yes. Never again I will confess failure. Never again will I confess failure. Some people are defeated before they even start. Well, I can't do that. Well, you don't understand. I can't, I can't do that. I can't run that far. I can't do this. I can't do that. I, uh, never again. I'm a Christian. You are born again Christian. Never again confess failures. And it says, I love this, it's beautiful. Romans 8 and 37. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. In everything, we're more than conquerors through him that loves us. That's right. With the stuff we use, we can't lose. Because we have confidence in Christ. He is our strength. And as long as he is our strength, we will conquer anything that life throws in front of us. That's just how it works. Oh, we may, yeah, we, and this say you had to fight. Conquer means you had to get through something. So we're going to go through some things in life, but we're going to be conquerors in those things in life. Because, yes, I love, love you people. I love you enough to tell you you're conquerors. That's right. Yeah, you see? We, uh, I, I don't like it, but what we said that we cancer survivors. I'm not a cancer survivor. I'm a cancer overcomer. All right. All right. Surviving, I don't like that. Surviving means you just hanging on. Yeah. Conquer means you through with that. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. So we are more than conquerors through him that loves us. So we will never confess failures. There should not be never again will I confess. Don't have your children and and uh, that you're teaching and that you're grooming, that you're fit, uh, uh, helping them to be able to get through life. They got to know that they can get through life. Yeah. Even though they can't see it, there's a lot of things that I couldn't see, but it didn't mean I couldn't be it. Once God showed it to me, I couldn't see it, but God showed it to me through his strength, then I, could, I figured out, no, I can be that. I right. could be that. Yeah. With his strength, yeah. I could be that. All right. Never again will I confess frustration. And I, I'm, I, I put that on there twice. Because yeah. <laughs> I ain't never seen so many people so frustrated. You know, oh, we just frustrated. Is my vote going to get in? Uh, is the Democrats going to do this? Is the Republicans going to do this? It's just so frustrating. Thank you. This virus, this virus, the whole life is just, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me? Right? But one thing that could really, part of, I could get frustrated. Now, I have to admit it, Brother Trevor, there's one thing that can frustrate me. If Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers don't get to play ball, now I'm going to get frustrated about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, that, that could frustrate me. All right, here we go. 
Isaiah 26 and 3 Stay says. With me. And I want you to get this. Isaiah 26 and 3, the King James Version. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusted in thee. When you got, you can't get frustrated. When, when you have a peace of mind, and your mind is stayed on Christ, and you trust Christ, how are you going to get frustrated? I will, I will keep him in, he's talking about me. And he's talking about you. He says he will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Because he trusts in thee. You trusted in God. You trust in God. You're going to hand your mind is going to be right. You got perfect peace. You got perfect peace. These are promises. These are promises. Scripture. Read them to your children. Read them to each other. Use them as affirmations. When something comes up, go to the word. Feed your spirit. All right, last one. Never again will I confess fear of the future. And this is what, folks, never again will I confess fear of the future. Well, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, you think that, that the stock market's going to fall? Do you think that we're going to get a, a vaccine for this? Oh, the flu season's coming? Uh, are you kidding me? That's way too much stuff going on. That's way too much stuff going on. Let me tell you something. Here's what I tell people all the time. And a lot of people are saying, you think God is coming? California's burning up. Hurricanes is over here. Everything. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. All right. Oh. There's too much. There's too much. You see, it's over Zoom. It's just like Sister Gwen and I, uh, celebrated 50th anniversary Saturday. This is Sunday because we lied. This is Sunday. Pretty soon we have dinner with the kids. It's over. Mm-hmm. That thing, 50 is over. Now it's, it's 50 years in, in a day. <laughs> yeah, you got to go now for 55. Uh-huh. Right. Amen. 60. I ain't worried about 55 and 60. Right. I'm worried about lunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You talk about tomorrow, I'm worried about what I'm giving. If they got the right, I'm worried about lunch. <laughs> All right? Never fear the future. That's right. Never fear the future. The reason I don't fear the future is I use this scripture. But it is written. This is for me. You can have it if you want. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Neither have entered into the hearts of man the things which God has had prepared for them that love him. You have no clue what God has prepared for you because you love him. Because you love him, we're not afraid. I know one thing that I'm sure of, that I'm not going to worry about the future because I can't even comprehend what God, I can't, I can't see it, I can't even hear it, I can't even comprehend what God has for me. Do you understand what I'm saying? We look through this right now. We look through this, and because the hard work of, of Trevor and Isaac and the people that they put together and our people back there that's working so hard, we are live streaming. That's right. I never even thought about it. There are people listening to Pastor Fields more on Sunday than ever. That's right. Because guess what? He said, don't worry about it. I'm going to fix it. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. It, Johnny Fields, you don't know in your heart what God has got prepared for this ministry. 
You don't know. But all I know is it's going to be good. If God's got it, Brother Dave, if God's prepared it for me, it's going to be good. So you see, I want the good things. I'm going to say it again. Y'all know I run, I run this scripture. Life and life more abundant. You see, I'm going to live life and life more abundant today. And to Monday will take care of itself because when I wake up Monday morning, is life and more, life more abundant Monday morning. And so he says here, but it is written, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have entered into the hearts of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Ask your children, do you love God? And they'll say yes. And if when they say yes, go back over that scripture and say son, say daughter, say nephew, say niece. God, you have no idea, or grandchild, you have no idea what God has had for you. But I know God has got some big things for you. All right, last scripture, please. And that is because God has revealed unto us by his spirit. Because God has revealed to us by his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. And so God knows the deep things that he has planned for you, and the Holy Spirit reveals us and prepares us for that. So I'm in a preparation period right now. I'm in a preparation period right now. God is, is grooming me and pruning me and blessing me for Monday. Yes. Yes. I'm all right today. Yes. But my, my tomorrow's going to be better than my today. Yes. A lot of people say this. I ain't going to never say this, Brother Isaac said. It doesn't get any better than this. Whoa. No, 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 no. I don't want to stop there because it's good right now. I want it to be better than this. You see, you see, I'm, I'm just going because I can. You see, there's one thing, I'm going to say this to me, because people call me arrogant, Brother Trevor, and self-centered and all this, but you know how athletes are. The one thing that I know about me, and I want everybody to adopt this, tell your children this, quit telling your children the sky is the limit. The sky is the limit for the people out there. there ain't, the sky ain't the limit for me. The sky ain't the limit for your children. The sky ain't the limit for you. No, you, you, no, no, that's man's thing, the sky's the limit. Guess what? The sky ain't the limit to me. Say, why, Pastor? Because it is written that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard or is anything in the hearts of man what God has for me. Sky ain't the limit. The sky's just going to be a stepping stone for the next elevation. Come on here. That's good. I ought to be a pastor. You should. Yeah. The sky is the stepping stone for the next, next elevation for your life. Only God knows how high you're going to fly. That's right. You see? When you get there, sometimes you ought to get so high you're looking down at the sky. Because there's no limitation in God. I That's think right. I'm through. Yes. God is good. Say amen to that. Amen. All right. God is good. God is good. All right. Here we go. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I'm praying for the members and the families of Christ Temple North and our beautiful friends. We, first of all, we want to thank them the way they support him financially for this church, and they're doing a lot of good stuff for this church, and we, we, we're moving. We thank everybody that's got us on this uh, live stream, and our people are looking at us live. But here's what we're praying for. I want my people to understand that eyes have not seen, nor ears heard what God has got prepared for them. Neither has it entered into the heart the thing which God has prepared for them. I want my people, in the sound of my voice, to live a God life, 
a God life and a godly life so that they can receive the blessings you've had prepared for them. We're not afraid of the future because we know that the future is in your hands. And so we live our life in perfect peace because we trust in thee. We're so grateful that you've allowed us to say today that we, we're conquerors through him that love us. So no matter what's thrown at us, we're conquerors. We'll never confess failure ever again. We won't confess frustration again. We won't confess fear again because there's no failure in God and there's no failure in us because I can do all things through God, Christ, which strengthens me. I walk as Christ, I talk as Christ, I think as Christ. I have the spirit of Christ within me. So this is for Christ Temple North family and his friends. We are excellent people. We are wonderful people. We are beautiful people. We are powerful people. We are wise people. As long as we trust in God and keep our minds stayed on him. And so we're excited about the blessings of the day and the blessings to come. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and thank you for all your blessings. And the church said amen. amen. All right. Amen. God bless you all. Have a blessed week. Amen. Thank you.